Retro Anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Vic, Brian, and Lynette. How's it going, everyone? Hey. All right, in this episode, we're suiting up and freaking out for the 80s science fiction comedy, OVA, Metal Skin Panic Maddox 1. Metal Skin Panic Maddox 1 is a 1987 original video animation produced by AIC, Shoishinsha, and Pony Canyon. It was directed and conceptualized by Shinji Aramaki. The anime was licensed by Animago as its very first anime release for Western audiences in 1989. It was later released by Manga Entertainment in the UK with a different dub and etc. etc. It's seen subsequent releases and as of recently, it was re-released on Blu-ray. Yeah, they had a Kickstarter for it. It was pretty cool. Uh, they started a Kickstarter in April of 2021. And uh, the Kickstarter reached its goal in like 40 minutes. So it was a resoundingly successful Kickstarter for them. This anime, it's it's short, it's not very long. It's uh, about a mechanic who's kind of an engineering student and he, the Medox One power suit like falls off the back of a truck, literally. It's obviously military gear and instead of wanting to turn it in, he's like, oh, I'm just gonna take this home. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna take this home. The <laughs> military jack-in-a-box, and he's just going to play with it, you know? We also got to see that uh, not only did it fall off the back of the truck, before it did that, apparently it made somebody insane. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say two things about this one? The first thing is first. You got to talk about part of this. This whole thing comes down to a, 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 a misunderstanding about priorities. I am in a metal suit. Let me go see my girlfriend. I'm just going to walk down the street because no one's going to know that I'm in a military thing. You walk down the street, let the thing auto fire, out of the fence fire a few things, let it blow up a helicopter. Nope, I gotta go see my girlfriend first. So yeah, I mean, like that's just kind of what I wrote. It's like I've been accidentally locked inside this metal power armor. Um, let me go. Let me go impress my girlfriend. That's that's definitely first first thing I need to do. <laughs> and that's that's basically what this is. So it's kind of interesting because this anime is was marketed as a comedy, like an action comedy, and I don't particularly find it to be very comical. Um, I'm in, in situationally. It's it's comedic in the sense of you're like, wow, this is really kind of dumb. But but I don't think that was the intentional comedy. I think in uh, it's I don't know. It's just it's kind of weird. There's a and the, and the bad guy was intense. Like, it wasn't, serious. It was serious. It, it was like, whoa, dude was <laughs> ramped to 11. I, my notes started with uh, angry, you know, angry, butthurt military guy is butthurt. Right. And I'm like, OK, cool. But he ramps to 11 super fast. He goes full Gary Oldman. Before and he was angry at the suit, not the pilot who made a fool of him earlier. He was angry at the suit. Yes. And he decided to fight in like a, 
in a baby tank that he could see half of him in because you know that's actually was, a prototype metal slug. That was the way to battle a, a robot was to be in a baby tank, not like a big tank, but a baby no. tank. Oh, yeah. If you're going to fight a power armor, I mean, a power armor that spanked your ass already once, uh, the best thing you can do is get in the smallest tank possible. Right? I, I think he was taller than the tank. I was like, I was like, he's what? out of the what tank. He was probably happened? standing up in the tank. I just, it was, uh, yeah. I think, I think he was, I think he was Fred Flintstoning it the whole time, too. Like, I don't think the wheels actually worked. I think he just picked it up and just ran. Seriously, there's only one person in in cinema history that I have seen more injury than this guy. His name was Khan. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. It was uh, it, so watching this, right? Uh, just to back it up for a second, watching this, you really know exactly from the beginning where Exo Squad got all their inspiration from. If you ever watched that cartoon, oh, yeah. that's that's what this was doing. And it is it is the opening the whole opening bit is is tech porn of the highest order, right? They they animate the hell out of this oh, thing. You know when I saw that I was kind of geeking out. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing." I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's like you up and then everything. it's like, "Oh." Yeah. The overlay really bad. Yeah. Go ahead, B. The over you're right. Yes. Them overlays, when they showed how the systems were coming together and the hip bones connected to the knee bones and the knee bones to the thigh bones, the thigh bones connected to the what the call it? And I was like, yo, this is about to be the right? I thought that I thought that we were actually about to get that same level of respect that we talk about in Gunbusters. <laughs> No. <laughs> what we did get was genius mechanical design, right? I mean, so Shinji Aramaki is the mechanical designer for this, uh, also the director for this. And and he he has a pedigree in anime that is that is excellent. Um, he was the designer of the Genesis Climber Mospita ride armor or the Cyclone for Robotech fans. Uh, he worked on Megazone 2-3. He worked on Mask. Y'all remember Mask, right? Like... <laughs> So he he has <laughs> he has a long standing pedigree as a genius technical designer. Like seriously. Like, Insane. Seriously, math was before most of our anime experiences. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and this was his di directorial debut. So the fact that it's a little rough around the edges, I kind of get. I mean, he was like 20 something when he directed this. I try to think of anything I would have directed at 20, and I know it would have been a shit show. So, <laughs> so hey, props, because, I mean, they pulled off a lot. Oh, let's, let's also not forget that he's a super nice guy. Right. <laughs> so we're talking about this guy, when he directed it, was 20. Yeah, like 20, 22, something. He was doing everything else before that. That means he was in high school. He was, oh my God, just, just mind-blowing to think about. Yeah, so when he worked on Genesis Climber Mospita, he was a teenager. He was like, I don't know, late teens. Uh, same with Mask, uh, same with Megazone 2-3. All those predated this, if I remember correctly. This was like 87, I think I said. So so yeah, he Mospita was, I think, 83. Right? The cycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, I think about, you know, 
the other aspect of Robert Taylor, you don't need to touch upon what we're talking about. It's the role play from Palladium books. Sure. Yeah. You know? And I remember the cyclone, like the like the mega damage NDC and SDC. I, and I remember yep. how technical the cyclone was. And this guy did it as a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, we were playing the games that he designed. You know what I mean? Like we were playing the role playing games at probably roughly the same age as when he as the shit he designed. It was crazy. Dang. He just got a lot more stuff. Like a lot more respect. Yeah, no, he's he's awesome. And yeah, and like Vic said, he's a very, very nice uh, gentleman. We had a chance to meet him at one of the Comic Cons. He's an excellent, um, excellent guy. This fucking man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a great uh, chance to interview him. He directed one of the Appleseed anime. So, and I got to do it again for uh, the the CG animated uh, Starship Troopers movie. There you go. Mars. And that's how you made uh, Brian's speech. <laughs> wrong episode, Brian. Wrong episode. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so. Oh no! This is weird right now. It's a fucking hentai. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tech hentai. The uh, I just so there are things about this that I, I really liked. I wrote some notes about it. I love that he actually tries to read the fucking manual. Yes. Like the, yeah. how, how is it's just that's great. It nobody does that ever. <laughs> they never do that. And he never finished it either. Yeah, I, that's the part that I, I was like. I was like, okay. That's 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 a that's a tip to the tech people because who reads a user manual except for tech people, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the point in time where it's like read the manual, read the manual. You know what? I think I got this. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, so it starts out very organic. I mean, besides the absurdity of it literally falling off the back of a truck and then him just rolling it into his, his house, it's is that he's it, I. I relate to his experience at the beginning because he's reading the manual and he's like, oh, okay, I can just, if I put my foot in here and I kind of tighten the joint here, oh, okay, yeah, that all makes sense. And then if I just reach, okay, oh, this trigger's over here, that's pretty cool. And then after that's, oh, shit, I'm stuck. And that's a whole other thing. But that is... And the manual's like in his belly area. <laughs> reading the manual while doing it is totally how I read the manual. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Push this button. Okay, I'll push the button. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that it is on brand for 80s teenage somehow fall into shit way above their head. Like, you remember, um, what was it? There was a, a movie, oh, Iron Eagle. Iron <laughs> Eagle. This teenager, well, he was motivated because his dad was kidding him, but. Look, I'm just saying that it's on brand for 80s teenagers to start into the adult world. Like, remember that one thing with Richard Grieco? Richard Grieco, if looks could kill. If looks could kill, absolutely. Yeah, the high schooler who becomes a super spy. Yes. Yeah, it it's 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 right along the lines of that. You're absolutely right. It's comedic in that sense. It's the the fish out of water story, the teenager who gets thrust into an absurd situation. Uh, with he's an absurd like a, level of tech. He's got like a Bill and Ted response to to things like stop shooting at the helicopter. <laughs> really, I mean, like, <laughs> there was, there's, 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 there's
there's no level of urgency. He was if I could I could just picture like Bill and Ted just going, whoa. Right. You know, <laughs> because he was like, he was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what yeah, I'm doing. Stop I, shooting at the helicopter. I was like, really? I was like, I was like, he's in a beautiful piece of machinery. And I feel like he needs to get into a telephone, telephone booth and go back in time. <laughs> uh, you're you're absolutely right. Yes, he he there's this this moment where he's in the suit and he goes to Shinjuku and he's like and just you're right, it's a Bill and Ted moment. He's totally like flying, oh wait, you're not supposed to have cars in this part of town. So he like lands the mech and starts walking through Shinjuku. Like, no big deal. I'm just gonna walk through here. And and everyone's and like, he, I love, I love the animation of people's faces on it. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's uh, and it's a typical like uh, this is just I don't know if it's a trope or not, but he absolutely telegraphs exactly where he's going. He's like, "Hey, hold up, guys with guns pointing at me! I'm just trying to get to my girlfriend's office building," and then he sh throws a fucking engine block at them. Yes, but <laughs> and then he goes, "Stop!" He's not upset about that, but he is upset. When the Maddox decides to open fire on a military helicopter all by itself, he'll throw an engine block at the cops, but God help him if the freaking Maddox starts firing by itself. So bad. I was like, I was like oh, what is happening? This <laughs> is a comedy of errors. Like, that's really all it was. He was like, yeah. don't worry about me, folks. I'm just walking in this highly dangerous military thing down the street. It's all right. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I love and like you said, Brian, the the way that people reacted to him when uh, they're in the when he's going down the highway, and the guys in the Rising Sun sedan are like driving along, and they see this flying power suit like with armaments hanging off of it, and they of course decide they want to start shit because that's what they would do. <laughs> like nerd, uh, get out of the way. <laughs> It's you oh know, my god, Vic! Hold on, Vic! I felt that a little bit too too much on that. I didn't think. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. This is mindless meetings of the anime nerds. If you say nerd like that, it, it hurt my feelings. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think I appreciate it one much. One bit. So. So I think, you know, we said that it's marketed as a comedy, but it doesn't deliver itself as one. It really doesn't. But there are so many moments in it that are funny, though I feel it's completely unintentional. I could be wrong. Maybe these guys are geniuses and they were totally doing tongue-in-cheek stuff. But to me, it, it didn't read like it was trying to be funny. No. With the bad guy being so serious, I think they were trying to make it into something. Even with yeah. the 40 minutes. I think I, they were trying to make it into something because the dude was crazy. Like, yeah, I don't understand what his situation was. It's not like he was like this thing succeeding is going to ruin the tape. But you know, what I'm saying it's not like he ever said to himself, "Maybe I can learn how to drive this thing." No, he was just angry that a tank buster killed. Him. Yeah, he was butthurt because the power suits were going to replace him. And I guess he didn't like the fact that he didn't know how to drive one. I don't know. But apparently it's not that hard because you just get sucked into the suit. And you're, it's very intuitive, apparently. He was intimidated by the manual. Right. 
Well, the part that got me was why the chick, and, and it sounds really sexist, but why did the chick put it in like scramble mode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and she admits to that. That was the thing that got me. I was like, wait a minute. If you don't yes. know where this is going and you want to lock it down, you don't put it in scramble mode. You, you, yeah, you shut mode. that shit off. <laughs> like, you don't leave it in, you know, I'll defend myself mode. You put in a boot password and you make sure it doesn't go To be back. fair, I mean, in transit, they left a manual with it. Who knows if they would have left the, you know, you know, page 17 of the instructions probably had scramble mode. Oh, all you really had to do is start tracking here. Hey, let me just pop you out so we can go, we can walk over there. She wants to fight with him, though. That's the part that got me. Yeah, so I, I wrote that down. Here, I it's like a fucking paragraph. I wrote it down, though. It's, they blew the legs off my power armor. I'm clearly stuck inside without comms and unable to contact Kilgore's superiors to call him off uh, to withdraw. So you'll just have to fight him to the death. No big deal. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's basically her reaction. The legs have been blown off my mech. You're just going to have to fight him to the death. Like, wait a minute. Hold on. That was not my point. They just huge topic of escalation. Remember the first thing I was talking about? I said priorities. My second word was going to be escalation. This blew up fast. And, and it, and it, so then <laughs> it ends very abruptly. I realized that they had a runtime that they were probably trying to meet, but <clears throat> the whole thing's escalating. And then he finally comes to the realization that, that Kilgore is like obsessed with the suit and not necessarily the person in it. And then at that moment, he does something unbelievable. He reaches down and he pulls the ejection handle. Yes. <laughs> and man and more questions at that moment than anything, because it's like, did she tell him about the ejection handle? Because if that's the case, they could have used it like right then and there and avoided a civilian casualty. Or did he know it was there the whole time, but elect not to use it? Or, 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 or was he like, or was he like Dory and just, and instead of seeing eject, he saw like escape. Instead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know, that's what Dory, right? Escape hat, she goes, escape. And that's why he's like, this is some porn thing. So it's he's like, shit, it's in Latin. Like <laughs> oh my God, it was brilliant. <laughs> I, it just, it's, I, I liked the idea of, of, of Kilgore being obsessed with the armor and it like all encompassing. It had this, had dragged out for another 20 minutes or so. They could have really probably explored that. Um, and I'm even okay with, him using the ejection, you know, to get Kilgore's, like, the bane of his, the, the object of his hatred is what kills him. And I totally, like, I get that. That's poetic. That's great. But they did not set up the ejection thing at all. <laughs> like, he could have done that 20 minutes earlier and avoided a lot of damage. It's just millions and millions of dollars in property damage. Uh, possible death and dismemberment. Uh, just... Someone's poor car and their engine. So many, and that, so many reasons why that that little lever was so important. And and I think the thing you look at that whole button, the whole eject, I guess uh, escape clause is kind of like that. <laughs> Let's think about how many other people that can have worked for. We have Robotech, 
that she works in Robotech. How many people that you get into the situation? Why don't we just suggest him go out? Why is that not an option? They had to do it as a last resort. They have to. Cinematically, I get it, right? The ejection is the, you know, it's the big, it's the the deus ex, right? I I, I get it. It wasn't earned in this one at all. No. Like, you didn't know this. You didn't know this had an ejection system at all. Like, if, say, say, Super Dimension Fortress Macross, right? You mentioned it. It's a jet, so it mentally everybody's gonna go. Well, it has an ejection system. Like you just—that's a note that you have. Like you watch Top Gun, you know you eject. Like it's a thing, but but this is a power suit. You have no idea this exists. Like it could—it could very well have been he's just effed, and end of story. But no, they threw it in there because they wanted to be clever, and and it is clever, but it wasn't earned. Nope. It wasn't even what does this button do type thing. Like oh, I can understand I, that. Like if it was a blunder where he was like, yeah. "Oh crap, I'm gonna die." What does this button do? And then he got kicked out. Then I'd be like, "Okay, all right." I totally. I'd have been fine with what does this button do. I think the best one is I don't know was just. That's the best one. That's, that's the best explanation. She <laughs> just misread it. Yeah, this lever says. <laughs> oh man! Oh, another fun thing I, I thought was hilarious is that it runs on diesel. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the gas station filler up, uh, which is a, an amazing technological advancement for diesel. I gotta tell you. <laughs> No fumes. So no, good. yeah. I mean, I was wow. Talk about a fantastic emissions rating. <laughs> <laughs> so the part that I loved was that he was working on the machine. Let's go way back in his little itty bitty apartment with one little lamp, his instant ramen, and and the book. That was pretty yeah. much all it was. And, and I can relate to that because how many times have you put together a PC and it's just you in like some takeout and you just <laughs> sitting at the table like plugging shit in. Let's see, this SATA goes into this port here. And, <laughs> and, and, he, and they established that he's an engineering student, right? He's going to the Institute of Technology. So, you know, I, there's a lot there as far as like, uh, like how they planned him out. As a character, he was, he was fully flushed out, oh, yeah. stupid stupid but fully flushed out um engineering student works as a mechanic stupid i just think he had no common sense i I, I think that's part what it is i think he was so smart he had no common sense like he was book smart but not street smart sorry brian's flagging us on this all right go ahead go ahead heal the engineering student engineering student should have given me enough Credibility saying, oh, I can read all this shit right here. I am a fucking student. That, look, he didn't even say, hey, I'm a genius when it comes to this engineering shit. You know, as a result, they put me into this engineering thing where I can understand and see all this. He's not even a fucking savant. And if he's a savant, why was he working at a gas station, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think the whole engineering student was one of those you should be able to understand what a jewel is, what a boutique meal is. 
Not how to drive a fucking mess. <laughs> Oh man, I <laughs> is it a mental leap? Yes, of course it's a mental leap. <laughs> That's what makes it fun. You know, literally, literally a nuclear engineer. I have yet to have the Pentagon contact me and say, Hey Brian, look, I know you've only had two semesters of you being a nuclear engineer, but we have a nuclear weapons bomb that you need to find a way to dis to, to dismember. He's disarming it. He's disarming a nuclear war. Look, man, I'm just I'm not saying that that's never going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, hey, it's you, you know, <laughs> hey, we live in a crazy world. You never know. <laughs> Have you seen the TV series, Chuck? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's even a responsible thing. And we need to make sure the government knows I'm not the fucking one. <laughs> so, so as a note to the uh, to the United States government and the Pentagon, because I know you guys are all big fans of the show, uh, do not call Brian. He's not equipped to help you. I think we need to put this way higher. Not just the United States, the United fucking nations. Y'all do not. <laughs> <laughs> Do not accidentally drop nuclear technology on Brian's doorstep. <laughs> He'll claim no knowledge of it. No, I'm, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to find where... He'll return to sender. He's going to be on the Uber back yet. <laughs> so, so, one of the, um, one of the things I love about anime, especially anime from the 80s, 80s anime is the best at this, is you always have to read the on-screen text. Yes. Always. Like, everything that shows up on a monitor, everything that's, like, you have to stop and read it because it's always great. And, Vic, you did a you captured a screenshot of it. When he gets the box for the Maddox One unit, there is absolute gibberish on the side yeah, of this box. I actually in pulled it up right now, which was nice and easy to read on the Blu-ray version. Perfect English, just nonsensical. Yeah, it says U.S. Army Marines, Okawazaki Heavy Industries Co. Limited, Walt Disney Productions, Steven Lindbergh, <laughs> Director. The design work for this feature started with the aircraft. That's number one. Number two, <laughs> for this sequel, for the sequel to the famous 2001, I designed the exterior of the Russian spaceship Leonov. For the interior, dot. Uh, number three, originally working personally with Ridley Scott, I was. So, what I love about this is it's 1980-something. This is not like they copy-pasted. It's not like they had a computer and they're just like, I'm going to copy and I'm going to paste this onto the cell. for the No, somebody had to draw that shit out. So this was <laughs> some dude sitting at an artist's desk copying american characters i don't know if they even knew what they were reading i think they're just like this it looks interesting looks and they were just hoping on the fact that vhs back then, you know you would not be able to read it oh. and it just shows up magically with the blu-ray look maddox maddox is literally it's a it's a love letter to espionage you're saying that walt disney has been responsible <laughs> For so many designs in their eyes, 
Walt Disney is the enemy. <laughs> Walt Disney and Ridley Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Both are name dropped on the on that little warning label. Oh, it was, it was just great. And you know, it, it reminded me of uh, another Shinji Aramaki uh, product, uh, uh, Bubblegum Crisis. There's another thing he worked on. And how um, which great English text there was on that series too. It's just oh, I love I love reading English English text on screens. But only 80s anime. They don't really do it anymore. I think yeah, once uh, higher quality video formats became standard and the internet became better, they actually started checking what they were putting on stuff. Yeah, that's too bad because it was way funner. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now that all this fun stuff is being you know discovered when everything is remastered. Yeah, yeah, it, it's we've been harping on it a lot, but I was actually entertained. Like I, I can't say that I wasn't entertained. I enjoyed watching this uh through to the end like it wasn't like a, a slog it's not even long what is it like 40 minutes something like that minutes, yeah yeah it's, so it's this isn't a, a long slog for anybody at all it, one of the things that's really great about uh 80s anime is a lot of it was ovas ovas were uh sort of the standard brand back then you didn't do series so much as you just did a bunch of video releases and and this was one of those uh, which makes this show a lot easier to do because we have less to watch as far as episodes go. But yeah, it also means the budgets are there, which is why the animation quality is so good on this. And it really is. The, I wrote... I don't think this could have been a series. Ooh. This would have been a hard sell at 11 to 12 episodes. No, absolutely. I totally agree. I think as a feature, it's fine. I think a feature length is fine. But again, I think it could have done with uh, like 20 more minutes to just pad some of this out and do some setups because this needed a setup for the escape port and yep. it needed it needed setup for some of the other other bits in there like why he was why it was so important to him to take the maddox one to his girlfriend's job what the fuck was so important like I get that she's going away to America for, or England or wherever the fuck it was yeah, for three right. years. Like their last time, but still. Like, okay, but called her up and say, "Hey, can you come over instead? I'm stuck in a suit." I mean, seriously. Well, the thing is, too, is is what was the suit going to do to impress her to stay? Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I exactly. Mean, if some dude walked up to me, he was like in this huge <laughs> mecha suit with guns and weapons, and said, "Stay." I'd be like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I sure it'll be like taken as a threat. Thing about to happen, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So how did you guys meet? Well, uh, he showed up in a nine-foot power suit, uh, armed to the teeth, and, and, and held me at gunpoint and said to stay. <laughs> and and what's a girl to do? I mean, <laughs> if you really think about it, what were her choices? You were either going to be him in a suit. Or little tank guys. So, oh, I, mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, it's I, hard to, to choose. <laughs> I mean, you got you got lightning eyebrows, and you got a dude who's not smart enough to get out of a. Oh man, it's the the a brilliant idiot. He's so needed for this take on this one because so many people are thinking about maybe maybe a mix is not what I needed. Right, it's like first date, first date attire, mech suit, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Firm no. 
Has that ever worked in any anime? I didn't know we needed to know that rule. Thank you, Lynette. <laughs> You're saving a lot of love right now. I I try and I try and put myself in uh, Koji's shoes here, and I'm like, mm, if I showed up at when I met my wife, if I would have showed up in nine foot power suit, how would that have gone? Eh, probably not so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so again, that's I to, to harp on it, but not at the same time. It's like yeah, this needed like another I don't know, even ten minutes to just sort of pad that out and set that up and sort of I don't know, give us a reason why it matters to him. Right, just flesh it out a little. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I, I needed. Um, but again, I then I look at the context, and Shinji's like twenty something when he came up with this. Hey, the fact that it looks as good as it did, uh, and and was as good as it was. A plus, A plus. I would have liked more build up for the bad guy, and because the only thing is, you only see him in the beginning, and he's like, right. "I'm going to kill that robot." And then in the end, he was like, I'm going to kill that robot in a teeny tiny tank. And you just, just <laughs> got to figure out. <laughs> just got to figure out where, where the brain came from. It was like, was he? Well, obviously, he wasn't was overcompensating. Out prototypes? Was he doing something? He yeah, like, they, you know you're right. They always say. They should have definitely pl- padded that out a little, too, because the whole opening act is, is the Maddox, like, spanking full-size tanks. And then all of a sudden he's in in his little mini Pinto version and he's going to take out the Maddox in it. Yeah, I didn't even know he was even driving those things until he gets out and he's all mad. Thing, right? I mean, right. He, does. he gets out of the little, oh, yeah. little thing, the VR machine, and he's like, Argh. and you see his little lightning eyebrows. and Oh, he's so he's- angry. You know who he reminded me of was the, the guy from Vampire Hunter D. That had the the light, the lamp. He used the candle, and he got his arm sliced. I forgot that character's name. Like what he had the, the same, the, the same ma- haircut. The Marathon no. or something? No, he or was the, in Vampire D. He was the the one that that had the 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 time warp ability, and he had the little candle, the orgasm oh, candle. Yeah. Yes. He lost. His... <laughs> well, and the same thing happened. He he got yeah. crushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just. I fully. <laughs> I think our dude worked on that candle. Didn't he? Did you say that? <laughs> yeah. The candle was engineered and designed by Shinji. <laughs> you're in your first. Because <laughs> why not? He worked on everything else. Yeah, he worked on the candle. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, you know, everybody needs a payday. <laughs> so. That sounds like a final thought for me. Is that your final thought on this? That's I good. I have a question. Do you guys Shoot. remember the girlfriend? I don't I remember mean, the girlfriend. They, I don't remember the character's name, but I, I do remember. I remember her looking across the building, the other side of the building. She's like, hey, that's what's his face in a giant robot? Worth noting, he needs a like four or five times zoom magnification to see her face on the other side of this building. And she's just looking out the window and she's like, Koji. Like, oh, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea who the girlfriend was. That tells me she's a boomer. There you go. There you go. That's why he needed the power suit, because he wanted to tap that. So he needed the suit to. <laughs> the suit was adequate protection for that. Mystery solved. There you go. You got this. You got this. You got this 24 minutes. <laughs> 
So, so uh, to our, our good friend Robert Woodhead of Animago, I know you're a big fan of the show. I know you listen every week. We've established this before. Uh, you can put that in your liner notes that uh, his girlfriend was a boomer and the power suit was uh, just a glorified condom. So there you go. It's, it's the end of your the end of your Maddox one liner notes. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I, there was a couple things I had here, which was an interesting, uh, fun little mindless musing. And it was the uh, the the helicopter, the helicopter that delivers uh, the unit uh, to track down Koji has the name uh, Roger Young painted on it, and that's a nod to uh, Starship Troopers because the troop transport in Starship Troopers was called the Roger Young, and Starship Troopers, not the movie, um, which is a whole other story. It but the book is known for it being like the pioneer of like the power suit. Like, it was the whole concept and power suits and stuff were widely used in the books. So, uh, Shinji Aramaki was apparently a big fan, hence the Roger Young helicopter in this anime. Yeah, I, I know. I'm full of all the great mindless musings here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I'm mindless muse wrong because the only thing I had was escalation. I, I know, man. You're right, though. Like, I feel like that was absolutely amusing worth talking about because it really is just a massive level of escalation <laughs> yeah but you be mindful because you have to use a lot of your mind for how you come up with this shit i know i i hope i'm doing the great service to these people but <laughs> god damn girlfriend was a boomer i feel like that was some a plus yeah. mindless musinging right there <laughs> so good on you <laughs> oh man i yeah so i guess i guess I, it's this will be a shorter episode but i i don't have much else i think i really do i am gonna give you my thoughts on this is that this is a very entertaining piece of film it's it's a it's a fun anime um it's honestly you know what it is it's one of those anime that uh i, I liken it to it's a, a a channel stopper so like when you're watching TV back in the days when people did this and you're flipping through the channels and you stumble onto that movie and you're like, oh, this is on. And you kind of just like drop the remote and watch because it's on. Like that's what Maddox one is. The Metal Skin Panic Maddox one is to me is like if I'm flipping through the channels and that's on, I'll drop the remote and finish it. It's an entertaining bit. I know I'm not going to be locked in for like six hours. It's not a Lord of the Rings film. So I can just like sit down and veg out and have a good time and enjoy it. I, I recommend it. I, I, I highly recommend it. I don't know. I don't know that it's worth the however much it is to buy the extended Blu-ray version or anything like that. I don't feel like it's a collector's edition purchase kind of thing, but it is a good time. I, I, I think that's worth checking out. Hold on. I think we need to make sure the government understands. We believe it is. The government is listening to this. That's right. That's yes. Yes. And to Robert Woodhead, longtime fan of the show and, and head of Animego, uh, I just, you know, it's not a personal. I just, I feel like the collector's edition box set pricing was a bit much uh, for this one. Uh, Vic, Vic I'll, I'll hand it over to you, Vic. What, what are your final thoughts on Maddox One? So I enjoyed it thoroughly. It's, you know, it's not a master class in anime cinematography and, you know, writing. But it is, it's fun. You know, it's 40 somewhat minutes. It's, you know, great technical design. It's, you know, 
one really, really angry dude that's angry at the wrong thing, but that's fine. And it's just pure, unadulterated fun. Is it worth 35 bucks for the Blu-ray? It is on Amazon Prime. If you got a Prime account, you already got access to watch it. Well, there you go. And it's, again, artistically, beautiful. It's, it, the character designs are a little funny. The, they're kind of sharp. Like, everybody has, like, these, like, sharp, pointy jaws. Like, mm-hmm. they could, like, punch open a can of soda with their chin. But, but it, besides the, the very, very sharp character design, the mecha design and the animation and the production value is spot on. Yeah, it's, very, it's a very, very late 80s character design. It is, yeah. So, uh, Brian, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Uh, what, what are your final thoughts on uh, old Maddox 1? I think that if you just look at it from the butterfly, it is. Just watch it for the being the butterfly. The minute you stop one of them caterpillar legs from moving, the whole fucking thing just falls apart. But if you also, if you look at it like uh, I mentioned it earlier, that it's one of those indie movies where the kid, where teenage kids just fall through a whole bunch of adult shit. It completely changes the look of it and it allows you to get through. Look, we're kids. We're not supposed to fucking know all the answers. All we know is that we got to get to our girlfriend. Let me just <laughs> She's a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, I think you're right. I think that that, uh, I think state of mind is important for this anime. I think if you go into it being a, a bit with that mentality, the, like the like it's a Bill and Ted flick, like you said earlier, Lynette, or something like that. Like you just like it's you're in it to have a good time, and the absurdity of it, the absurdity of it won't af- negatively affect you. I don't know, uh, Lynette, go ahead. It won't negatively offend you. <laughs> it won't negatively offend you, uh, Lynette. Lynette, let us have it. What are your thoughts on Matt? This was your first time with Maddox, right? Yes, yes. I, yeah. I feel like I was kind of tricked because the intro really drew me in. I was like, oh, this is gonna be great, and. It was kind of like finding out Optimus Prime has a high pitched voice. That was pretty much, you you see this beautiful piece of machinery and you're just like drooling. And all of a sudden he goes, hi, I'm Optimus Prime. It just destroys the whole thing, you know? But so that's kind of what I felt like. And that's what I was thinking about the whole time. I was like, wow, these are wonderful bits of machinery. Even the tanks, even the baby tank that lightning eyebrows did. I'm like all of them, even the Maddox too was brilliantly drawn, but at the same time, it was the same. It was like the content. It felt like you have these big, powerful machines, teeny tiny voices, and they really doesn't <laughs> doesn't kind of mesh. But I enjoyed it overall. It's like once you got to watch it and you understand, like, oh, this dude's really just has no common sense. Okay, yeah, let's continue. Let's continue watching it. <laughs> An astute lack of common sense, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would recommend it anybody should watch it you'll have a you'll have a blast yeah you'll have a good time with it just don't don't go into it expecting shakespeare this ain't the bard this is mm-hmm. <laughs> this is far from it but it, it is it's fun you know what it, it also it is it's kind of like um when you're a kid and you get like a bunch of random toys that don't go together and you come up with this like play scenario in your head you're like, oh, I'm gonna go get my girl. You're like your GI Joe fighting your 12 foot Barbie doll or whatever, and you just come up with some sort of ludicrous storyline. That's kind of what this is like. This is like watching a kid play with mechs. 
and, and you're just like, okay, yeah, he's, of course, yeah, you're going to throw the car at the police. That's what I would, of course, yeah, good job. Um, <laughs> they're there. Pat him on the head. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's it, guys. I don't really have much where it's going to be a short one for us this week. Uh, but it was a short anime, so we can't tear into it too much. I think we talked about it longer than the actual anime is. <laughs> yeah, I think we outlasted the runtime of this particular film. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's it, man. Uh, that's going to be our show for today. So until next time, keep calm and always read the fucking manual. You've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. For show notes and corrections, or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.